0: This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse
1: community. This is a Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus radio station, Joy 94.9. For more information, head to joy.org.au. If there's one thing that you should do to stay up to date with mm. news it's not listen to the abc no. it's not read the financial no. review no. it's not go to the murdoch press site oh, certainly no. it's the richard foster report we're working, the working on a, had had <laughs> a better <laughs> introduction warren you, you
2: have nailed
0: it <laughs> how are you forster
2: uh, look, it's doing suitably well. Suitably well. And as Warren rightly points out, paying a bit of attention to what's been happening lately. There's been a bit of news around.
0: There's a lot going on. Mm.
2: Isn't that right? I mean, mm. we, we rely so much on news now more than we ever did. We're really tuning in now to news services, aren't we? Well, some idiots yes. are not.
1: Some idiots ah. are, Some idiots are tuning in to um, the, wrong the wrong news, news services. That's and one him. of the problems.
2: I think I know what you're talking about there. Well, I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting for the day that Daniel Andrews fronts up to one of his 11am press conferences of the morning and comes out and says, well, you know, due to the overwhelming, incontrovertible evidence presented by protesters, I'm cancelling the lockdown.
1: Yes, <laughs> that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah gee they make a good point yeah uh, what, 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 what concerns me though is a lot of they're quite violent towards the police um mm. and there's this trend of not giving names and sovereign citizens and all of this rubbish going on and i think you know it's one thing i mean it's illegal to protest at the moment mm. but mm. they're just jumping to the violence rather quickly
2: yeah it's it's really concerning isn't it? it it makes me wonder sometimes though that some of the things the very things that people protest uh are the very things that they're contributing to themselves you know um mm. and it does bring into question what and why they're, they're doing these things i mean look don't get me wrong i think everybody has the right to protest about things they disagree with of course but i think the real message underlying uh, what's happening right now is that there's a time and a place mm. and uh, now is not the time and uh, and there probably isn't a place right
0: now
1: certainly not Queen Vic Market?
0: No, I wouldn't think so either. Mm. I think
1: I cringe when I hear people yelling out, oh, COVID's not real and stuff like that. I think, oh, my God, where are you getting your information from?
2: Well, these are the same people, Warren, that you'll probably find were opposed to marriage equality because they feared it. Yeah. Uh, mm. they, they, were, they, were, they were scared senseless about boats arriving from somewhere. Yes. Um, and they're worried about mobile phone towers in their backyard. I mean, you know, they're generally the same people.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, can't we cure COVID-19 through 5G?
2: I'll give it a try
1: Now what's the big news coming out of the state government From the
0: announcement this morning
2: uh, look, it's um, it's actually interesting to see that part of the $3 billion package that came out yesterday has gone to, uh, 100 million of it, has gone uh, to a partnership with the City of Melbourne, and Daniel Andrews has been very quick to praise the current Lord Mayor, Sally Capp, uh, for her advocacy for Melbourne or city based businesses that are obviously doing it very tough, as are businesses across the state. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, it's a $50 million partnership from each side, though, and that hasn't actually made the headlines all that prominently, but it's Actually, 50 million from the City of Melbourne and 50 million from the state government. There's your $100 million spend. Sally Capp's been out commending the Premier. The Premier has been out commending Sally Capp. Yeah, they're Uh, a little friend bubble. It is a <laughs> I a... I, I didn't think of it that way, but mm. yes, all right, I'll, I'll give you that. Now, this is going to... Be, it's going to be interesting now to see how other Lord Mayoral candidates respond as we go into the local government elections over the next few weeks uh, now that there there seems to be this uh, this signed-up partnership all but a signed-up
0: Yeah, but that's committed cash. It's not like anybody can refute that or or No, no, you wouldn't it. think
2: so. It's just that, we're, I mean, we do already have one Lord Mayoral candidate out there... Uh, Saying that he wants to take uh, Dan Andrews to task over the lockdown, uh, he he wants to take the challenge up to the to the premier to do more for business. Well, this is 100 million dollars for businesses in his electorate. So, mm. it, 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 this is what I mean. It's going to be interesting to see now what other Lord Mayoral candidates have to say about Daniel Andrews when he's just pumped 100 million dollars into their local
0: businesses. Uh, also. Sure, as the day is long. If the lockdown were lifted, City of Melbourne would have to be the one that suffered the most immediately because we just have the highest population of workers and transport well, hubs.
2: That. When you ask people what the largest economic driver in in the city of melbourne is so we're, we're talking about the local government area of melbourne now so the inner city if you ask what the what the largest economic driver is most people would say well you know uh, events or entertainment eating venues hospitality you know that sort of thing and whilst that's certainly a significant economic driver it's not the largest guess what it is what? it's international education yeah over a billion dollars worth Um, sitting in Melbourne. So you you take that out of the economy, and what have you got? And that's actually, I'm talking about the central city now. You've got three koala
0: shops. That's what you've got.
2: (laughs) You don't have much more. That's about it. (laughs) Those little clip-on ones. (laughs)
0: That's (laughs) it.
2: Exactly. Hey, it was interesting to see uh, the News Corp papers published late last week a poll of five state seats, which uh, yielded some somewhat interesting results that are probably worth having a quick chat about. Now, the five seats they looked at were Bayswater, Hawthorne, Mount Waverley, South Barwon and Monbog. And unless you live there, they probably don't mean that much to you. Pretty much a Liberal stronghold. uh, So you would expect that there's not going to be overwhelmingly promising results for the Labor Party sitting out there. Lo and behold, the poll tells you they suffered an average swing across the five seats seats against, against? Uh, the Andrews government of some 14%. Uh, you would call that a whopping swing for sure. Mm. Uh, and they, they will also say, as they did in uh, the yarn that followed the uh, the publishing of the poll, that if that was replicated statewide at the next election, the government be, would be wiped out. Well, of course it, it would be. But let's have a quick look at those seats. Uh, Bayswater was a marginal seat. It was only created in 1992. Only held once before by the ALP, and that suffered a swing of 5%. Mount Waverley, all also very marginal, only around since 2002. Um, hasn't been held strongly by the ALP either, uh, and that had a six point, around 6.5% swing against it. Now, these, both these seats have a margin of less than 2%. In fact, four of the five seats have a margin of less than 2%. So you're talking about very, very tight seats. It, what basically what we're saying is that if uh, if this did happen at the next state election, you would have expected a pretty solid correction against the results mm. that the government achieved at the last election. They picked up seven seats. They've got an overwhelming majority in the lower house. It's a hard task. I mean, for the uh, coalition to get back in, they'll need to pick up 13 seats from somewhere to get back. Yeah,
0: in. it is an that's, extraordinary you know, political environment, though. Like there's n- oh, there will be no campaign that could be run that you, you can't just copy and paste any other campaign from history ever, I think, for this one.
2: Probably not, but we've also got to remember it's two years away. Yeah. And I, I'd be really surprised if you don't see some of these marginal seats swing back. Oh, sorry, I said 13 seats, the Coalition there. It's 15. Sorry, my mistake. Yeah. Uh, you, I'd be really surprised if you didn't get these marginal swinging back. Why they picked these seats to survey, yes. though, not quite sure. Not quite sure. It's this is all not all just a sample.
0: Anything. This is actually where they went out and this picked those seats.
2: This is actual survey. That's right. So this is the Apparently, Murdoch press. <coughs> it's the Murdoch press that ran it. Apparently a leaked survey from the Liberal Party so the, the Libs conducted the poll. Um, Hawthorne was included in there. Hawthorne's a fascinating seat for the last election. That's got a, a wafer-thin margin, again, under 1%, about half, a 05 a percentage point, right? That's the first time since 1889 that Labor has ever won that seat. Was that it's got it by 0.5%. Wasn't that somebody
0: um, it, who lives in a nursing home? Was it, was it something random like that, Hawthorne?
2: Well, I'll, I'll, I'll be polite to him. He, he's probably close to that age. Um, and coincidentally named uh, John Kennedy. And right. he was, I think he was a surprise as anyone to win that seat uh, I, he was definitely not expecting and i'm sure pleased that he mm. won but he was certainly not expecting it if that seat doesn't go back to uh the libs at the next election i would bear my butt in Bourke street but it's it, there it, we go it's, you, uh, ha- you, you, heard it first you heard, heard it. it if i'm allowed to if, if uh, restrictions permit
0: now you're um, about to to break the great the best kept secret in politics in victoria which is the name of the existing liberal party leader because I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't. I think that's been a closely guarded secret for some time.
2: Well, um, it, let's let's just watch this space. The current leader of the Liberal Party is Michael O'Brien. There you yeah, are, write be... it down, Michael <laughs> O'Brien. Um, actually, our former state treasurer. Uh, so in the uh, previous Liberal government. Michael, look, uh, I understand. My information is that there is actually a deal in the Liberal Party that the leadership will be handed over before the next election. And it to will Guy. be Michael O'Brien. It'll go back to Matthew Guy. Yeah. Yeah. Now you might remember Matthew Guy. Well, yeah, we honour him.
0: Yeah.
2: Yep. There you go. Um, so, look forward to seeing more of Matthew. Um, back to I the don't future expect, there. Uh, it is a bit. Um, makes you wonder, you know, if he couldn't win the first time, what makes it different now? Um, well, there are probably a few things. Um, obviously, there wasn't a COVID crisis. There was and allegations of mismanagement by the government and so on. I actually um,
0: think they're handling it reasonably well, the Libs, by not going, they're not overtly going. The fact that I don't know Michael O'Brien and haven't heard him speak means that they're not going hard now. They'll wait until this calms down and let Daniel Andrews calm it down and then go hard on the back end of this?
2: Yeah, I don't think it's from lack of trying on the, uh, on the part of Michael O'Brien. Um, I think he, he is actually making every effort he can to get out there. The, the issue is that people aren't listening. Mm. Um, people are very keen to make their own criticisms of the government and to, and to listen to the government respond, but not so keen to listen to the opposition. So, um, look, it, it's, it's kind of your mid your electoral term at the moment, that's not unusual, regardless no. of the circumstances, uh, not unusual at all. But as you, get, as you get into the election season, if you like, so, you know, we're talking now about, say, from about halfway through 2022, then I'd be a bit surprised if the opposition wasn't getting some traction. And indeed, if they're not, well, you know, they're out to sea, aren't they?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Now, on the federal level, we're running out of time, so we're just going to have you chat with us about what um, our friend Ms Palaszczuk is up to.
2: Well, she copped a real... Uh, real wobbing, didn't she, over uh, over a young lady who is um, not permitted to go and see her dying father due to um, the border restrictions uh, in Queensland. The uh, Premier flicked it on to the Chief Health Officer, who is, well, for all intents and purposes, responsible for these things and responsible for making decisions about who gets in under a lockdown and who doesn't. Uh, what a bizarre response from the Chief mm. Health Officer in Queensland, quite unapologetic in saying that, well, she had allowed exemptions for Tom Hanks and she had allowed exemptions for some 400 AFL personnel (laughs) to come into the state because of the amount of money they contribute to the Uh, state. Yeah,
0: he he just went... He was just short of saying, but they're alive and can make us money,
2: unlike your father who is dead. It was
0: a terrible, terrible bit of politics and diplomacy. It
2: really was. Real own goal. Well, why didn't the young lady concerned go and join up to become an AFL player? That was a problem.
0: mm, That's (laughs) hardly impossible at all
2: of silly yeah. It's uh, yeah. another own goal by the Nationals in Queensland too, Warren, that um, that you just pointed to uh, with Mr Barilaro <laughs> threatening oh. to pull out of the coalition if um, protection measures for koalas on farmland weren't um, weren't abandoned by the government. Because
1: they were already it was already introduced, wasn't it, in March or April this that's year? That's right.
2: Um, they were talking about uh, ramping those up though and ah. actually, uh, yeah, increasing uh, the burden on farmers. Uh, uh, Through the Nazi to a furor, um, kind of, not exactly, thought through though um Tantrum. Kind of, you know a bit of beta- an on-the-spot tanty um fired before thinking um ended up in a meeting with the premier first thing the next day where he had to say no nah, just kidding uh, yeah. pulled it
1: all off the table i think we've all well i think we've all pulled some shit like that during covid <laughs> but, um, i wonder if there'll be uh, any repercussions to the national party uh in federally
2: yeah it was interesting to see that morrison didn't want a bar of it Um, uh, Barnaby, Barnaby who characteristically, was the only one to jump on the bandwagon and try and assist Mr Barillaro out. Uh, Whether or not that was really assisting or not, I don't know. (laughs) But he he gave it his best shot. I think part of the young goal, though, was saying, well, we're resigning, we're pulling out of the coalition, but I'm staying as Deputy Premier and we're holding our ministerial positions. Thank you very much. Well, a bit hard to have you take it, either.
0: I love it that Barnaby's sentimental from the time when he was just getting rid of John Gap's puppies, you know, pistol and boo. Like, those uh, were the good old days for Barnaby. <laughs> uh, lovely to talk to you. We'll have a chat again this time next week. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community radio station, Joy 94.9. For more podcasts or to support Joy by becoming a member, donating or subscribing, head to joy.org.au.
1: Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air